Hey everyone, welcome back to The Drop-In. It's Tanya here. Hello, I'm Agatha and today we're talking all about holding your power. So let's drop in. Hello everyone. We're back, episode three. So nice to be with you here. Um, It's a pretty juicy topic today. Um, Inspired by Tanya's drop in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I kind of came in when I was making a decision to leave the yoga studios I was working at and it was like ID dropped in and then the next day was the new moon initiating the start of the solar eclipse. And then just the conversations that followed about people being like, oh, wow, like I've heard making decisions, big decisions in the solar eclipses, like, you know, maybe wait it out or something like them going through their own processes. I was like, and it was just really interesting for me to notice in myself how I wanted to almost like use that as an excuse, be like, oh, should I wait a bit? Should I sit with this a bit longer to like, um, not trust myself to not just decide on what I knew. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where this came from of like, notice where we're putting power into systems or in other people or other places or external of ourselves outside of ourselves, when really it's all about finding that trust and that confidence, um, within. And it's always any teaching that takes you outside of yourself or any system that takes you outside of yourself I feel like is a red flag and it's like the it's always about coming back to you you being kind of the the bearer of your own power and um I feel like eastern teachings and esoteric teachings and even like psychology you know stuff about the human psyche is all about come back to you the internal um yeah is the place to you know, to decide from, to live from, to dwell in. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, you were kind of saying like Eastern practices and esoteric practices. I definitely practice in the way of like, um, you know, when I guide people being that mirror for them and, you know, guiding them towards their inner selves. Um, But I know that so many people can kind of, not practice in that way and not lead in that way and not teach in that way. Um, I I personally have not had that experience, but, you know, it it does seem to be every now and again, like um, something that occurs in our industry and our um, areas of expertise. And so I think it is an important point to be making that even though, you know, these are our jobs and our money makers and whatever, we're essentially guiding you back home to you um, every time. And I think sometimes we do need that handholding. Like I know myself, I need that. Um, But sometimes it's important to notice when you're grasping on to those tools or those things um, and maybe putting too much power in those things rather than maybe just stripping it all away and just coming back to sitting with yourself or being out in nature and kind of connecting the two. Um, I don't know. These are things that we've kind of been discussing off off the air um, and I think there's a lot to unpack here around um ways that you can begin to notice when you're giving your power away yeah how to reclaim it and also 
it's like why 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 is there a lack of confidence in self why is there a lack of trust in self and usually I, there's like a reason so it's like sitting with ourselves enough to notice what is the emotion here that's kind of dominating or taking my power away and it's often a fear of some sorts and so to really be able to move through the fear with the support like for ourselves, you know, pulling on the supportive tools and people that we know we need, but to still guide it ourselves as opposed to giving it away to other people that we seek advice from or we seek answers from or we want people to tell us what to do or the cosmos to tell us what to do or the oracle cards to tell us what to do. And it's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like or our guru, you know, teach or our teacher to tell us what to do. And it's like, no, like, trust yourself, come back to yourself and notice, oh, I'm afraid here. This is scaring me, this decision yeah. or this, you know, thing that I'm going to initiate change in. Um, and then it's about like, you know, process, working with that, building the kind yes. of, I don't know, can, like self-trust to to work with that on our own. Yeah, it's like the building blocks towards like having like really good self-trust. Um, like, intuition trust trust in our intuition yeah trusting your like inner wisdom um that can kind of come to you um in a myriad of ways and I think we spoke about this in our intuition episode in season one so you can kind of go back to that if you want around like all the ways that we feel intuition drops in for us um but yeah I think what um Oh, I was going to say something, but it's it's left me. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, when I, for example, you know, read tarot for others, um, I've already kind of said that the whole mirror thing, but sometimes um, it is like um, this moment of, reflecting to that person what they already know um but they haven't wanted to see and so I think sometimes we can kind of hide from those those elements of ourselves um uh, because as you were saying it's like a fear thing or it's an insecurity or it's a pain or a grief or whatever, you know, insert hard thing here. Um, I think these are the tools that I have used to kind of help me build those building blocks of trust um, because it's a way of seeing myself truly. I don't know. There's just this um, magic when I when I pull a card. I usually like tune into what is already within me, and then the card almost like reinforces that rather than like tells me the answer. If that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You keep it within instead of giving it the power. And it's like, um, yeah. I I also think this sense of living intuitively. It's like we can feel the intuitive hit or the knowing, but like it takes courage to take action, to follow it. And I think this is when we start to look outside of ourselves for answers or seek outside of ourselves. Um, and I just want to kind of note that it is something I continue to do and have worked on for years is living with to my intuition and like building a, a trust with it and building a 
ability to respond to it more quickly nowadays but like that didn't just happen at the click of a fingers like it's taken um some conscious effort and work to like build that relationship and that um ability to respond to it um yeah more ease and more excitement and more like oh this is going to take me to the next thing that I know is more aligned for me as opposed to kind of being shocked and scared by it because I think whenever we uh, when it comes to intuitive living it's not like easy like intuition is coming in to take us exactly we want to be before we kind of even realized it cognitively I think but it's like we we have this knowing and um yeah it's like how long do we sit on that to how long do we sit on what we actually want or where we actually want to be um, yeah. And yeah. I think like um, I kind of wrote about this in my newsletter yesterday about how mm. um, we're kind of always evolving. We're always I know for me, I'm not a person that can just stick things out um, for the sake of sticking things out. Like I, I really have never been that kind of person um, and that to some might feel like I don't have resilience or I'm not committed or, you know, I don't know, insert like whatever word you want to use. That's my own story as well that I've been working through. But um, where was I going with this? I, I think when I get that feeling of I don't want to do this anymore. I sometimes need to question whether it's like my ego not wanting to be in that situation or if it's actually like, okay, like I've actually outgrown this. And so I kind of have this little conversation with myself of like, am I just trying to prove an old story of mine here? Um, Am I just trying to feed that story of like, um, and maybe I'm not resilient enough or maybe I'm not whatever the thing is or am I actually just like done with this chapter? Um, and so these are big conversations to have with yourself when maybe a big change comes about. Yeah, it um, drops in. Yeah. Um, I went through I went through literally that process and I literally just kind of this thought idea drops in. It's just like boom, intuitive hit. And it's I was like, oh. And for me, the word I kind of used to myself was like, oh, is this a reaction or a desire? Am I reacting yeah. to something or is this a desire? And so it's like, okay, I'll sit with it for a couple of days. I'll talk it out. I'll feel it out. I'll journal it out. But within like five, by the end of five days of kind of from that dropping in to then having a few conversations and sitting with it and processing it, I was like, now I know. And then it's like, if I know act like send the emails send the resignation letters take action don't draw it out when do you want to finish then make like process the logistics of the then the decision being made and then act on it um but yeah it is that sense of like am I trying to prove something am I reacting here is that the ego or is it like no this is just desire Mm. yeah yeah and I think that's something yeah but it's like it's also like sometimes people won't understand your decisions and that's okay like sometimes people won't get why you're leaving a really great job quote like inverted commas like great job you know to who um yeah you're the you're the one that has to show up for that job every time you know like so you should be the one that's able to make that decision for yourself um 
not, you know, your parent, your partner, etc. Um, and I think like something worth mentioning is like sometimes moving out of say a job like just because we're on that topic isn't as instant you know like sometimes you need to kind of um take a few steps in order to kind of create an, an a backup plan mm. or like a an an exit route um and you know it's not as luxurious all the time to just say I'm gonna quit and then like not have any financial stability right um so I want to say sometimes changes can be really quick if you've already got those kind of stepping stones in place of like how you're going to support yourself or how you're going to um you know move away from something but then sometimes it might take a good year like mm. to you know move out of something completely like I know for myself um when I was moving out of advertising I was freelancing for a while and then working on my own stuff like um, outside of the uh, outside of hours and then eventually that outside of hours work like ended up supporting me enough so that I could leave the freelancing stuff but it took a while to get there um, and then when I decided I wanted to like completely transition from that again it took some time to even understand what that was going to look like for me so I had to stay at it for a while um, until I could figure it out within myself um, and I think it just does sometimes it does take time it take, can take years um, but as long as it's something that you have in your mind or like something that you know is there um, that's something to be working towards Yeah, Beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wanted to say that because I think sometimes we can see people making these dr drastic changes, but we don't always see the behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. And I felt like with just like this decision recently for myself, the the idea, the intuitive intuitive hit didn't drop in until it was right. The time yeah. was right, and it's like other under things happened other things like intuitive hits happened that guided me toward this being possible one of them being oh how about you get a job outside of yoga teaching so I was like okay I'll do that and then it's like oh how about you get another you know and then da, 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 da. Oh, how about you teach a dance class and so all these things then built up and created this kind of new lifestyle for me to then drop this idea in that was already building up like it was already in place but it was like I couldn't have that thought or idea or um act on it until like mm. that moment you know and it's like yeah. it just dropped in when it was like the circumstances were ready and available for it yeah um, and I think like awful. that is yeah and that's like really amazing that it dropped in when like everything was like I guess set up and um available but sometimes I've had situations where I'm like oh, I really want to do that and it's like wow, that feels really distant and far and mm. almost impossible in this moment. Mm. Okay, how do I get there? And, like, yeah. you almost need to, like, 
I think we said something about a map. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was what were the words we used? So I said like <laughs> find your own way to the same destination, draw your own map. So you might see other people getting to this one destination. So for example, say it's like writing a book. You might have had, I'm sure you probably had this idea come in, Aggie, where it's like write a yeah. book or publish yeah. a book and you're like fuck that's massive but it's like yeah. and then you might look at the way other people are going about doing this and then it's like no no, yeah. no find your own way like to that same day's destination draw your map there you know yeah definitely and I think um yeah it's like we can our destinations are all going to be very different even if they look similar they're gonna they're gonna have like a different appeal they're gonna have a different luster whatever you want to call it and the journey will have been different for every one of us yeah um yeah yeah I think I want to share the story um which I mentioned as well around um gathering of knowledge <laughs> yeah let's go there. um so when I was like I guess beginning to learn all about yoga um, and I'd been practicing for some time and then I decided to do my teacher training um, it was great like I loved it I'm usually one that kind of thrives off learning um, and I have always been that you know person <laughs> especially at school I was very you know front of the classroom um, and I found myself moving into that pattern again of needing to almost like learn everything. And um, I think for a really long time, well, for a good year, I'd say I was like doing 101 courses. Um, I was trying to like absorb every material and book and I think there's a place for learning and for being knowledgeable um, but at the expense of your own knowledge and your own power um, there began to be like a a reliance I guess on these external teachers and external teachings rather than my own internal teachings. And so that's just something I wanted to share because I think it's a good example of some of how we can sometimes give our power away to teachers um, rather than seeking our own inner teachings. And I think there's obviously a level of um, expertise that you have to have for whatever it is that you're trying to um, accomplish but after a certain point you also need to believe that you have enough in your toolbox to start being the teacher yourself <laughs> um, and yeah and also, you need integration time you need time if we're just loading, 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 loading. It's like, where is that able to be integrated and practiced and like um, refined? Like we need integration and refinement time. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's super important. I was going to say something else as well, but it just slipped away, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, um, yeah, I guess. Oh, I, this is what I was going to yeah. say. Um, for it. If you know even just a tiny bit more than the people that, that than the general person like you have enough information to to share that knowledge be it teaching or treating or healing whatever whatever kind of area of 
work or interest you're in. It's like if you know just a bit more than the other people that you're going to be like facilitating, you can do it. You can share it, you know, and you just be honest with where you're at and honest with what you don't know, you know. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't say that you can't do it. You have enough information to to start begin with to begin that integration process, that refinement process. Yeah, and I find like I'm I'm always learning when I'm teaching as well. Um, like I'm learning through the bodies in the room. I'm learning just by also being a stream of consciousness, yeah. like the things that kind of just come through me when I'm teaching tend to be like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure this happens to you, but it's just like wisdom that just streams through you. And I think, you're almost like teaching yourself, you know, in a, a strange way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's like a quality of that as well of like, you know, learning on the job, um, which yes. is true for any industry. Um, yeah. Where you learn the most. Of, yeah, exactly. Always. Yeah. And um, I think we can learn from each other as well. Like it, I, I learn from my students all the time and I don't um, pretend to know everything. And, you know, I think I, I, I walk away with a lesson each time I teach something just by like knowing, oh, okay, that needed to be adjusted in, in that kind of body or, oh, okay, that, that was like a really nice thing that person said to me afterwards, like, that's like just such a sweet sentiment that I wouldn't have thought would come from that class. And it's like they're able to almost share their own wisdom with me. And I think that yeah. is something like that's so sweet about the practice of yoga or even tarot as well, where where people like feel the safety and the ability to then share their own power with you. Yeah. And even in those settings, like if you think if you're going to any class where you're using your body or using your mind, be it more exercise or more meditative practices. It's like, I always, it's, and I, I get, as the student, I get in this place as well. It's like, you're not trying to prove anything to anyone. You don't need to show up in any specific way for the teacher. Like, and like, do what you need to do and what you want to do. And it's like so easy in those city settings where someone's leading or guiding to give our way, our power to what they suggest. And like as kind of um, the law, and it's like, oh, they said to put my foot here, so I must do it. But if you know you've got an ankle injury or back injury and your foot doesn't want to go there, like honor that, like keep the, yeah, maintain your power, hold your power. And this is the practice. And it's I was like, just going to say, yeah. like, I think this is <laughs> yeah. what yoga teaches us though. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and I always try to remind students, I'm like, you everything is a suggestion and it's like you're here to like lead yourself and teach yourself I'm just offering you like the scaffold for that but like don't try always come back to how do you feel what do you need what was your intention what sort of practice were you seeking what were you looking for when you came to this hour of or two hours of time today and like give yourself that because that's what you you're intuitively know you need and then it can be so easy to give our power away to then the suggested framework that is being um guided yeah. offered to and us. you know yeah. like as often as I repeat that like every class throughout the class like end of class um I know for a fact that even still like 
not too long ago, um, someone said to me, oh, I just don't feel like I'm capable enough. And I think there's that voice within us that often says that to us. I'm not capable enough of listening and honouring myself. Yeah. Um, whatever the context might be, um, whether it be in a yoga setting, in a decision-making setting of, you know, a life change. Um, and this is when, you know, we put our power into the hands of others. And yeah. sometimes we we retreat from the thing. We just don't do it. Um, mm. We don't show up to the class anymore because, uh, I don't feel capable enough or you don't show up to the change because uh, who am I to take up that space or who am I to to think that I, I deserve that? Like these are just, I'm um, just putting stories out there that I know yeah. are pretty pretty common. Like um, yeah. I, I like this I, sense I, of capability, yeah. Yeah, I put my hand up um, and admit they have all been stories that I have told myself in the past and you know they still they still filter in every now and again when a when a big thing is changing when a big moment is happening um yeah. so yeah i think these are, are, are questions that we can begin to find the answers to in practice i would say yeah <laughs> yeah and i think the best teachings the best classes the best um systems honor your power bring you back yeah. to you yeah. yeah yeah and I think it's um really comes down to the people facilitating information so I often think of like astrology human design tarot meditation spirituality um this idea there's as I feel like it's less dominant now but it's still there this the idea which is remover of darkness ultimately is what it translates to but if we're putting if they're taking this role of aboveness and separateness and you and pedestal dogmatic. Like themselves dogmatic and you're putting them on a, you're, they're encouraging you to put them on a pedestal it's like well no 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 that's a massive red flag because like if we strip it back to any kind of teaching that is about reality it comes to you powering you power of now the power is in you it's like the internal like you were saying the koshas before in yoga like coming back down through the layers of our being into ourself it's all about coming back to ourselves and it's like we know anything that pulls us outside of ourselves or tells us otherwise it's like oh why and we can be vulnerable at times and that can um we can get caught up in that you know and I think then we have to really catch ourselves not wrong ourselves for that process because I oh shit I kind of was a bit um susceptible to that and just like you know when we do notice ourselves hopefully eventually just unravel it and that can be quite a healing process in itself I've um mm. been through that myself where we like realize oh I have given away my power now I need to reclaim all of that and then the emotional upheaval and the grieving process of untangling those relationships to those systems or those people as well you know yeah 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 I think that can happen often even outside of I guess these systems it can happen within relationships yeah. as well 
um, mm. and friendships and whatever um, within work settings. Um, so, yeah, I think like standing true to yourself, I think just speaking to like the systems a little bit more, um, mm. you know, I I follow astrology to a certain degree. <laughs> like I, I do believe in its magic and I guess like its guidance it has to offer, but um, I don't live in a way that is like, oh, I can't make this decision because, you know, Mercury is in retrograde or we're in eclipse season. Um, I think that's kind of what inspired this whole chat, to be honest, like about how you were saying you had this this thing come through and it was solar eclipse season or like eclipse season um and a lot of people were saying to you that oh you shouldn't make big decisions around this time but for and that's me, their stories that they had yeah I found it so fascinating to notice because what I found really cool was like wow we are all like how intrinsically nature is connected and I'm like I'm feeling the gravitational pull of this change literally going on in the cosmos in the planets in the the solar system outside of myself yeah how cool that that connection is happening and oh I can feel this but also solar eclipse is literally about putting my feet exactly where they want to be before I've even realized it and all of a sudden I'm there like through a wormhole and I was just like yeah oh, cool I was like, this is so cool, like how this has happened and that's happening. Of course, there's that connection, but I'm not going to wait for that to like initiate something. For know? sure. And I think there's been a lot of generalizations, um, mm. like these like bite-sized things that we think are, I don't know, like Mercury retrograde, everything like stops working, like, you know, that kind You're of a projector like, in human design. You just have to yeah. rest and sit on your hands and wait all the time. Like, fuck that. Yeah. That's so disempowering, and you know? so, like, I think these are, like, these bite-sized things that are just easy to say, but sometimes we need to, like, really notice how there's a whole system behind it. Like, mm. it's not just that one line. Um, yeah. And so Mercury retrograde might affect you in that way maybe once every 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, your planets in your natal chart are doing something that therefore, like, collides and cool. That's good to know when it's specific to you. But mm. I wouldn't be, like, taking it as, like, truth straight away, you know. Like, I would be working with someone who can read your chart, who can, like, honour who your, like, your blueprint and then marry it up to these kind of astrological changes that are going through. And even through that, it's just a guide. Yeah. And there's so <laughs> like, much it's, it's just a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the nuance yeah. of it, there's so much more nuance beyond that kind of, yeah, as you were saying that, this small bite-sized pocket of information. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, my auntie who um, has been an astrologer, like, since I was, like, four and has been reading our charts, like, our whole life, um, every time, every time she ever reads for me, she's like, this is just what was the map 
when you were born doesn't mean it's like now like it's an yeah. indication like it's just a suggestion doesn't mean that you don't hold the power to change these things but it's your tendencies so mm. there's a tendency that we can maybe fall into or there's an understanding of like for example with tarot okay I have this little chip on my shoulder that I keep coming back to or this thing that I'm not noticing or this story that I'm repeating but it doesn't mean you can't change it it just means we're like bringing it to light yeah and it's like it reminds me of just working like psychology working with a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist it's like oh you have a story that of victim mentality so let's work with yeah. that or you hold shame is your like go-to like response where you feel like comfy and safe and feel like you often get activated into let's work with that it's the same like that's kind of feels the yeah same definitely yeah definitely and I think all these practices modalities when done well um lead us to this like understanding our own inner stories our own um makeup um our own yeah dialogues that we're having with ourselves yeah and like that is actually quite interesting I brought up this word victim because it's like where are we playing the victim to mercury being in retrograde or being a certain um Maya Briggs type or human design type or um being on our period or being in our ovulatory phase like where are we playing victim to, or it's the full moon or it's the new moon like where are we or where a Libra or where a Pisces or where are Aries blah blah mm. blah it's like where are we being a victim to that and using it to like stay small instead of like move beyond like use it to like move beyond and be expansive with it be like it's just a little bit totally it doesn't need yeah. to like I mean like or, yeah I think that's the issue it's like when we condense the information to mm. bite size that it becomes a stigma or a you know like a a thing that and look I'm a sucker for those memes where it's like you know Aries and it's I don't know, a fire. Oh, they're funny. Know, yeah, they're funny. Like they, I'm not they don't embrace like how they don't embrace the complexness <laughs> of humanity, you know. Yeah, like I I will definitely go through an Instagram page and like look for all the Aries ones. Um, you know, when I'm in that wormhole. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but like I don't then like I don't know, like latch onto it for for dear life um and I have noticed like when I I guess I'm not like one of those people that is um at, at least I don't think so um that is super dogmatic um and I've never been that kind of person that's like uh what's the word like um I don't have like um, an addictive personality that like I can't mm. find the right word because that's not the right one. But like I'm not someone who who falls down these rabbit holes and then like needs to hold on to all that information as my truth. I'm able to detach 
the information as information and then almost digest what it means to me. Yeah, so you're more solid in yourself, you know. Yeah, but I think like more than that, I just know that there's like a hundred points of view. Mm. Um yeah. and that like you're open are, to yeah. yeah. And I do think that's like, I mean, if we're going into systems, like my projector thing is like I have an open mind thing so that might just be um one of my my gifts or way of seeing the world is that like I understand that there are lots of ideas and perspectives but Mm. then I also have my own ideas and perspective and so I'm okay with there being others but Mm. I'm interested in the others as well but I just kind of gather and take what I need from them yeah you filter the knowledge yeah yeah Yeah. and look I like I'm not saying I'm not saying that like wow I'm some of us are more susceptible (laughs) to being influenced by the knowledge yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. I agree Yeah. yeah um yeah it's interesting I think like I think I was saying this to you prior to um recording about how I really like to go to the source of things um, so like, I don't know if we're talking about yoga, I'd like to go to like the scripture or like the understanding of the theory or, um, an understanding of the philosophy, um, that is being shared, um, really kind of understanding the system to a T and then being like, okay, how does this then incorporate into what I believe is true and how I live my life and how I teach the world. Um, and how you also um, are experiencing other teachers teach stuff and how that layers on, but you've gotten it from that base. That yeah. And I definitely yeah. like have teachers who have influenced my teaching style. Um, yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that, but it's because I really, um align to what is being taught and Mm -hmm. it has also led me closer to myself yeah and that that is why I teach that way because I have had that experience with them yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah I think we're always influenced by those that we're putting ourselves in the way of you know um definitely um and I think as well I'm just thinking like where like kind of pulling all this together it all comes back to awareness self-awareness like we need to have an awareness of self to be connected to our gut instincts our intuition our knowing our decision making process we have to have awareness of self to know where our um kind of stories and belief systems lie around our capabilities, around um, our kind of things that we're easily pulled into. Like we need to know, like, how how do I be as a person in the world? Do I get um, scared in fear? Do I run away? Do I freeze? Do I give other people my mm. power? So it's like it all comes back to awareness. And it's like so having something in our life that supports us in building a self-awareness is good and so that might be yoga that might be journaling that might be 
psychology that might be who you know put the hat on it whatever you want to call it um and I think it comes all the way back to awareness because the more we know ourselves we know more we know our tendencies and the more we can start to manage those for towards greater alignment because I think at the end of the day the whole point about pulling our power back to ourselves is so that we can be in as in alignment and in as great alignment as possible for ourselves yeah yeah if we're living people's lives and ideas how are we going to be in alignment for ourselves yeah what is in in alignment for you not for the next door neighbor or for your best friend you know your mom Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) um and I think or your peers you know yeah like anyone really other than you (laughs) or your partner Um, even your part yeah like even your partner um I mean for me like I've been married now oh gosh four years um and like I still have my own sense of self I would say and I'm very much um open to bringing my ideas to the table as is my husband and so I think that is like just a sign of a healthy relationship and like being able to grow and change and yeah be independent of each other but then still be striving together in a way yeah, and that's I think how we I... need that yeah I think we need that awareness of self in relationships massively so that we know when we can reflect on how we feel is this in alignment for me now is it not and then we can act from that place independently of ourselves like you know relationships flourish and then they end like they, they come and they go um and so we need to have that awareness of self and that power in ourselves to to make decisions like that as well like all these big decisions in our lives yeah and I think um it takes time if you're like new to the journey of like looking within Mm. um it's gonna maybe be pretty gunky (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gunky Yeah. yeah it's gonna be a bit uncomfortable at first and I know for myself, I think I cried for like a whole year in in a yoga room before I even like um, felt even capable of yes. yeah undoing the layers. Um, and mm-hmm. yoga for me was just a way of entering in um, and kind of noticing what was there. Um, but you know, you might have another way in. And yeah, totally. I think that's that's just like um, the key is to just have a way in that is supportive, healthy, keeps bringing you back to you. Um, so yeah, whatever that is for you, that's like it's it. I would start there, just having yeah. that one thing. And I'm always encouraged by things that guide me back to me, to reminding me back to the state of I hold the power you know yeah absolutely. we need those moments of encouragement things that remind me I am loving things that remind me I am beautiful things that remind me that I hold the power you know yeah. we need these reminders and, and so sometimes like... yeah sometimes like they feel a bit cliche and surface level these things like when we just say them like that but when mm. we're in when we're in our practice they feel like jewels <laughs> I can't explain it it's just like a gooey sweet 
like it's just love when you're in when you're with yourself completely and so maybe right now hearing that you are love feels a bit like okay cool um (laughs) but um when you uncover all the all the gunk you'll find that you are love (laughs) yeah um and it's and it's a sweet feeling when you get a little a glimmer of it yeah And I like to think of as well, I did a mastermind last year called the reclamation and it was literally a reclamation of personal power. And um, Helen Wilkes always said she was the mentor in it. You got to do like, people don't realize, but this is like the unsexy work. The amount of unsexy work has to happen for all like she entrepreneurship to happen, like is immense. Um, And so call it gunky, call it unsexy, but like, yeah. It's yeah, it is like it is what it is. You know, it's the typical like they wouldn't call it work if if it wasn't. <laughs> total, total. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I think um I have I'm I think, complete. Do you have anything final yeah, to say? No, I'm I'm feeling complete too. Great. What do you got going yeah. on? What have I got going on? Um at the moment, I'm teaching my Wednesday classes. I've got um, my Monday uh, monthly class coming up, um, which is a yin and restorative 90 minutes. There's a couple of spots left for that. That's in my space in South Wentworthville. Um, and then just tarot, if you're feeling the call to, um, I guess, have that guidance. Um, I promise to act as a mirror, as I've been saying, and lead you back to your answers. Um, yeah, I think that is everything. You can find me on Agatha Carmen, um, my, is my website, or agatha.carmen uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that's about it. Amazing. How about um, you, Tanya? So I've got my water workshop coming up on 25th of June, which is a yin yoga and acupuncture kind of two hour masterclass workshop. Mm. Um, If you feel like you need that cocoon, that embrace for winter, and you also want to learn more about the traditional Chinese medicine energetics um, for winter and the water element, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, It will be in Austinville, two and a half hour workshop on 25th of June. You can book that on my website, tanyav.com. And that's it at the moment. My, yep, that's my website. My newsletter is my happy place. So feel free to subscribe via my website. And we also have a podcast newsletter as well, which you can subscribe via the show's main page. Um, Or if you feel like you want to contact us, ask us any questions, there's something you want to hear us chat about, reach out at thedropinp at gmail.com. That's thedropinp, P for podcast, at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Share this, like this, follow this, review. review. Share with your friends. Yeah, Yeah. and we like to see um, what you what you write as well. It's nice to receive love notes. Love love, (laughs) notes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, friends. We'll see you in two weeks. Hold that power, folks.